Welcome to The Table, a weekly podcast where we discuss biblical principles and learn how to apply them to our everyday lives. In 2021, Pastor Don Castleberry will lead us on a journey through the Bible in chronological order and share with us insights that are sure to grow our faith. So relax, grab a seat, and thanks for joining us for this episode at The Table. Hey, thanks for joining us today at the table. Pastor John Sopich is back with us. Good to be back. Dude, how's life? Oh, man, it is good. It is it is wonderful. I actually just had some Mexican food, and it was delicious. Fantastic. Yeah, I'm ready to go. Yes. We spent all day yesterday shoveling snow for people. Oh, yeah. Living the great life here in Illinois, and today everything's melting away. <laughs> So uh, what we have been discussing around the table is our church is uh, actually going through the Bible chronologically, and we have just been pulling bits and pieces out of the text, and we've been discussing them with uh, our guest host that joins us at the table. And so Pastor John joined us the last time uh, that we were around the table, and we're going to continue on the journey. Are you ready, man? Oh, let's do this. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be fun. Um, I'm going to partner in a book that I have recently been reading called uh, When the Game is Over, It All Goes Back in the Box by John Ortberg. And uh, I'll just bring a few things out to illuminate just a little bit uh, some of the things that I have been learning that have been challenging and growing me with the text that we have been reading and studying. And so those of you that are uh, joining us that are not familiar with the chronological Bible, uh, it's good to note uh, that the Bible, the way we read it, um, especially in the Western world, uh, the way that we read it was not actually the way that it was written. And all what I mean by that is, um, contextually it is, but chronologically it's not so what the chronological bible does it actually goes back and puts things in the order of time in the way that it was written and it i think it illuminates the word of god and it really makes a lot of things make sense what would you say to that pastor john yeah it's really cool to kind of jump around and see like in like it was like it's not like watching like the final episode of like a star wars film or something and then going back to the first one and then going to the third one it's kind of like being able to watch them all just like as written episode one, two, and three. I know you're not a Star Wars fan. <laughs> I know. I, I can see your face right now. But it kind of, it, a little bit of method to all of the uh, information that's in the Bible. It is funny that you say that because I've never seen a Star Wars movie. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but but everybody that has watched Star Wars has told me, you cannot watch them the way that they came out. You have to watch them in this certain specific yeah. order. I'm like, what? <laughs> but it is, it's interesting because the Bible is the exact same way. You know, the Bible is... is uh, recorded for us in a way that would make it easier to make sense to us um, whenever we read it um, the way that we understand the Bible. But when you put it into chronological order, it makes the characters' lives contextually illuminated uh, to where it can make a whole lot more sense. And so that's a bunch of big words. Let's just get into it today. 
Uh, today we're going to really break down um, Genesis. Uh, we're going to look at Genesis, uh, and you're going to hear a little bit of rattling. That's the pages of my Bible. Sorry about that. Uh, Genesis 37, and we're going to continue through the life of Joseph. And we're going to pull a few things out. Joseph, JJ. Joseph. Who that's, is, that's my middle name, Joseph. Is it really? Yeah. The things you know, the more you know. Remember yes. that? Was that before your time? No, that's, I mean, I just got that out of Genesis. No, I mean, the more you know. Was that before your time? Yeah, okay. yeah definitely. So on CBS, there used to be, I think it was CBS, there used to be, a, on Saturday morning cartoons, there used to be a star that came across the screen. It's the more you know. And they would teach you something. It's been rough li living in that generation. That's why my beard is gray, man. Oh, jeez. So, oh, the, Joseph's your middle name. Yep. Didn't That's know true. that. I'm oh, sorry, you named after somebody specifically, or? Uh, no. Okay. okay. <laughs> I, I don't know why my middle name is Joseph, but it is. See, those of you that's joining us uh, on this episode, you're driving around, you're learning about the our middle names. My middle name is Lee. Wow, Dolly. <laughs> that's right. Named after my dad. My dad about. was named after Bruce Lee. Probably no, not. No, he wasn't. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> no, he wasn't. Probably not. All right, so let's dive into this. So uh, one of the things that I read in the book that I'm reading, this isn't in the Word, uh, that I just kind of want to set this up with was I was reading uh, in this book, uh, When the Game is Over, It All Goes Back in the Box, and there was a few things that really stood out to me. Uh, it's amazing that how the Holy Spirit will direct you to read things that will illuminate the word and it'll pull things out of the word that you never saw before. Um, and so he begins the, the chapter and he's taught in uh, chapter three in this book. And he's talking about a game called balloon stomp. You ever play that? No. So no. Balloon, balloon stomp is where you would have like your youth kids uh, tie a balloon around their ankle and the game is over whenever the last balloon is stomped. <laughs> Sounds pretty dangerous. <laughs> it is dangerous, but it's pretty fun. It's interesting, though, man, like they did this study with this game Balloon Stomp, and they took two classes uh, of people. In the first class, they said, um, these are the rules, this is what we want you to do. And, of course, they're going around pushing each other, trying to stomp on each other's balloon that's tied to their ankle. And uh, the class understood the game to mean the last person standing wins the game. So you, the last person to have their balloon um, in, inflated that was not stomped out would be the winner. Well, they did this game again with a, another group or a, another class of people, and it was people that were um, challenged um, a little bit whenever it came to development. So they were developmentally challenged. And they said it was interesting because they explained the game and then they'd let them go. Well, this second class of people uh, that had the development challenge uh, to them, uh, they they thought you won the game by helping everyone else pop the, their balloon and that the game was over and they all won when all the balloons was popped. And so rather than running around trying to avoid getting their balloons stepped on they would hold their balloon and let their neighbor step on their balloon and then their neighbor would hold their balloon and let them uh, step on their balloon and i thought like what a different transition um it was with the exact same game to life because i think sometimes and, and we'll, we'll translate this into the word and we'll get into this in a minute but sometimes i think we go through life john um 
with the mentality of I've got to protect my balloon and nobody can step on my balloon because the last balloon that's inflated wins and I want to make for sure that's mine. Mm, and yeah. so so we're just going through life. Like survival. Yeah. yeah. Survival of the fittest, actually, yeah. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we go through life and we're more concerned about our balloon than we are our neighbor's balloon. And it's not as much about me lifting you up to win as it is me winning myself. And so he continues in the chapter talking about this, and he talks about the ladder of Jacob, right? Like we read about this in the Word. Jacob sees this vision of this ladder ascending to heaven, right? The angels going up and down. and, And he talks about the different perspective of a ladder. And he said this. He said, we all live in Ladderville. And then he breaks down what that means. And what Ladderville means is simply this. Um, It means that if you look at a ladder, it has rungs on it, right? Like steps. And he said, we go through life and we're taught by the world the way that you succeed is you climb the rungs of a ladder. Uh, And that's stepping on somebody else's balloon. That's knocking them out so that you can go to the next rung on the ladder. And so... Mm -hmm. So often I think we spend our lives uh, climbing the ladder and you get to the top of the ladder sometimes to realize how lonely it is because it's not the way that God created it. For God, his view of success and winning is he came down the ladder. Mm-hmm. And yep. so, so the danger is if we don't understand the Bible, we can spend our whole life climbing a ladder and we can pass God who's coming down. And it said he came down and he made himself a human being, a baby. And then he came even lower to where he continued to serve others to where it cost him his life. Mm-hmm. And so his view of success and keeping score is totally different than the world's view of keeping score. And so we see this in our text that we're going to talk about today in yeah. Joseph's life, right? So Joseph, everybody keeps score, right? Like mm-hmm. everything in life is about keeping score, but it's what is the measurement of the score that you keep for your life? Joseph's was totally different than his brothers. And so talk to us about some of the things that you pulled out of Joseph's life. Yeah, Joseph, I mean, having uh, 11, 11 other siblings, that... <laughs> And you're, wow. you're, you're the little guy, right? Um, you have plenty of shadows that you're living in and you have plenty of other people you're looking up to. So just being him in that, that situation would be, oh man, it'd be weird trying to find yourself. I mean, in the midst of 11 other, other, <laughs> other uh, siblings running around. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, to have your dad being like, I love you most and like, being like i love you which is pretty it's pretty harsh for the other 11 to hear to hear his dad say that to him i I, but you know as as you're saying that john like i wonder how many people that's even listening to this you kind of they kind of live in that shadow syndrome mm -hmm. you know where their life is always comparing to someone else in the the family all the time i see it every every single where you look you can find it somewhere you know like uh why are they trying to go for the job promotion? Why are they trying to buy this bigger house? There's yeah. there's only three people in the family. Why do they need a six bedroom house? It's like either you know they're always like, well, my 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 dad or 
or my 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 great aunt or they had a business or you know they're always trying to you know maybe fill in that shadow of whatever they whatever they see so and what's the danger of that you think um they are trying to find themselves in what they do not for who god created them so they're trying to they're trying to make them uh they're ch- t- in a sense they're chasing the next high like once they you know a, a kid he graduates high school that's a that's a first check mark that's a great yeah. high it's a great win everyone celebrates with you come people come give you gifts drop off things and then all of a sudden you start at the very bottom and it says now go to college now i gotta go to college okay uh and now you're alone in college trying to figure out what you want to do now you, you're getting to graduate you graduate boom everyone comes celebrates again another yeah. another high and it's now it's like do you have a job oh you don't have a job yet so now you need to get a job. You need to make sure it's the highest paying job with the best benefits or, or insurance. And then once you get that job, oh, we celebrate again. But then we're always celebrating these things where we say we're taking the next step of our ladder. Yeah. And we, and we you know, good. and we're constantly elevating the doing, the achievement, rather than elevating the person on like a daily basis or focusing on relationships or focusing on really what God has called each one of us to do. We try to we try to just keep uh, doing and doing and doing, and you know I have personal experience with that with with me in my life, um, and I mean my mom my my mom as well she she lived in like the shadow of her her older sister and my mom my older sister she had a big beautiful house she wanted a big beautiful house she couldn't afford it but she went to college she got a awesome nursing job she got a big beautiful house but she couldn't afford it yeah and pretty soon that financial stress came toppling down on her we lost the house she lost and then she eventually uh, lost her mental health yeah and but it was all in all in chasing this carrot and i think sometimes it's not even as extreme as like your experience i think it's as simple as as get understanding and i know this is real important to you because uh, you guys teach on this a lot, but it's it's as important as understanding and teaching our our kids at a very 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 young age. And most of us, just being honest, most people go to the grave and they never figure this lesson out. And that is your identity of who you are in Christ. Yes, you know, because if you don't have an understanding of identity, you always chase the mirage, thinking it will fulfill something that just leads to another mirage yeah. because it leaves you thirsty. And so I see that even in Joseph's life, um, his dad made a lot of mistakes, Mm -hmm. of course. But one thing that I I can say that I think I see in Joseph's life was obviously his dad, by the time Joseph was a teenager who was sold into slavery, his dad had instilled something about identity in him. No matter where he found himself in life, whether it was the king's palace or the king's prison, he knew who he was. Mm-hmm. And so what do you think on that whenever it comes to identity? Yeah, and which is a funny, funny story. <laughs> uh, just recently, when you uh, you called me up and you said you needed something from inside your office, and you were you're telling me you need to go go to my office, go get this, this, this. Um, it's over here. It's 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 right behind my desk. It's on that shelf you built. 
and you wouldn't tell me what it is I was looking for. And then I all of a sudden I had to stop. And I was like, what are you looking – what oh, am yeah. I looking for? Yeah. And you're like, oh, I just need my receipts. And literally it was this big folder that said receipts. Like it would have been super easy if I knew what I was looking for. But – and then the Holy Spirit actually spoke to me and said, a lot of times we find ourselves searching, looking around, searching in our jobs, in relationships, in our hobbies – we we're, we're we find ourselves searching for something, but we don't know what we're actually looking yeah, for. Yeah, that's good. And uh, and in this like Joseph's life, uh, and what you were saying about you know his dad giving him showing that he was loved, putting on his on the cloak, letting him know that he is his son, even when he was wrongfully accused, sold into slavery, uh, wrongfully accused and for adultery, he was. Uh, forgotten about in the prison when he when he did someone yeah. a solid, he, he he still remembered that he was his his father's and and he remembered and and always remembered that God was with him, and he always knew God was with him. He always knew God was watching, yeah. and God had His eye on him. And the cool thing about that was no matter where he found himself, he knew what he was looking for. He knew he had a vision from God. He had this dream of what was to come. And many of us, as if we don't have that time with our our father knowing our, our identity, a lot of times we just go searching, frustrated, because we don't know what we're yeah, looking for. That's good. Yeah, and with that, too, I think, uh, I think what that reveals is, going back to the original statement, um, we all... We all have a point system, a system of expectations, which we score our lives by. Mm-hmm. And whether we talk about it or not, it's an internal thing where we we look at it and we say, by this point in life, I should be here, yeah. right? Yeah. And that looks different to you than it does to me, to everybody. I know the world, uh, money, sex, power, position, uh, job, like you was saying, mm-hmm. uh, the house, the car, the toys, um, the talents, the treasures. Yep. There's so many things that they say, well, that's a point, that's a point, that's a point. Mm-hmm. And that's how they keep score of what success looks like in life. And yeah. you see this even in the transition of Joseph between his brothers. He kept score in a different way personally than his brothers did. So no matter where he found himself, like you was saying, um, the score he kept was based on the value of who God said he was. And what God said, that's a point. His brothers, they kept score on comparison. And and honestly, this was even the jealousy and the tension between him and his brothers was they was constantly, their way of keeping score was the world's way and comparing themselves one to another and comparing uh, position, authority, power, sex, money, uh, love of the father, family uh, status. Joseph's wasn't that. Joseph's view of success and scorekeeping was based on who the father, God, said he was. And something that's encouraging that I think we can take away with that is just because God says you're going to do something great or be something great, that doesn't mean that's going to be absent of trial and tribulation. Yeah. No doubt. No doubt. Anytime God is calling you to something, he's going to call you through something. Oh, that's good. You, uh, you know, 
we want the trophy without the participation. <laughs> like, and that's not that's not how that how it works. And that's not how it's going to work because uh, Pastor he he made a great point last uh, this last Sunday. He he said, uh, although Joseph is 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 awesome and amazing, he <laughs> he was a little immature. And he was basically, he had to grow up. He was kind of a little spoiled brat in the beginning saying, you guys are all going to bow down to me and we're, and I'm going to rule over you guys. Like he was still pretty immature, but all of these trials have had shaped him into being a ruler with wisdom and with love and compassion. Yeah. And and I think the great thing we can take away even from that is I love how the Bible doesn't just record the good. It shows us also the growing moments. Yeah. It shows us the painful moments. I mean, because when you look at scorekeeping, for example, you don't even have to. I mean, you could look at Cain and Abel. You could look at Rachel and Leah. They was constantly comparing score with one another. Mm -hmm. And Rachel would be be, uh, Joseph's mom. And she compared herself uh, to Leah, right, her sister, and they was comparing score back and forth to where they was giving their servant to their husband to have sex with, to have more children. And so in the end, they're like, okay, we tied. And then Leah has a girl, so she actually wins. But it's still a system of scorekeeping because they didn't understand the value of identity. And so somewhere, even in the immaturity, Joseph picks this up along the way to where his value is not in what others say of him. Yep. His value is in who he is with the Father. And so, you know, me, you and I, we were talking about this, and and I heard something. It said, our lives should be more concerned about helping than beating. Yep. You know, it's the game of life is more about me helping lift you up and you achieve, and then you doing that with someone else than me beating you to show that I'm at a higher rung on the ladder. Yeah. That's the opposite of the kingdom. That's not even how Joseph lives his life. In fact, so this is what we were talking about was the conversations that took place with Joseph when his brothers came. So Joseph, for those of you that don't know, he was sold by his brothers into slavery. Some of them well, wanted well, to... Yeah, they wanted to kill him. Yeah, like, they feed, wanted... Feed him to animals. He was yeah, animals. right. Yeah. That makes you feel loved. And wanted, yeah, I right? mean... Next best thing, sold into slavery. And so they sell him. Did him a solid. Yeah, they did him a solid. They They sold him into slavery. And the promise, though, follows him and goes before him to make a way for him. And so even when everything feels like it's out of control, COVID, right? Like COVID season, God still can see you through to the what he's promised you. Yeah, absolutely. Because everything in Joseph's life was out of his control. Yep. It was completely dependent upon God, but God still saw him through. But the interesting thing, too, is so he he sold to uh, this Pharaoh. He sold to this uh, king of another land, and he gets there, and he begins to ascend and excel, even in this slavery position to where the Pharaoh puts him over charge of his house and his kingdom, essentially, uh, but his wife, it says he has Potiphar's. Yeah, yeah, Potiphar has eyes for Joseph. Yeah, because Joseph, he was, he was, uh, he, they put it. If they put it in the Bible, he must have been it. He said he's good yeah, looking. Yeah, come on, man. He said he's, he's good looking. He's muscular, and <laughs> literally, my my translation said Potiphar's wife took notice. 
So she she took notice. She was like, hey. She's like, hey, <laughs> look at you. Look, look, look at you. To the look, point look to she... where she keeps trying to lure him into yeah. the bedroom. And he's his integrity, man. This is so essential that I think we can't over overstep this. We can't we can't miss this. His integrity spoke for itself. He didn't always have to run around defending himself. No. His integrity spoke for who he was as a man. And so, so, so many times I think we're, we're so concerned about climbing rungs on a ladder, we miss the most essential element, which is our personal integrity, which is developed in our private time with Christ. And so I think when we see that, you know, so she eventually, of course, the story goes, she calls him into the bedroom. He refuses to where it says he ran out of the house so yeah. quickly he left his coat. And then she starts screaming, dude tried to rape me. Uh, and so he's sent to prison. Yep. And, uh, wrongfully accused, wrongfully accused, man. Yeah. He could have been a victim in that moment. Yep. But what does he do? You know, he, <laughs> it's amazing. I, I thought for sure I was going to be reading like some type of comeback, some type of like, yo, Potiphar, your wife, she's crazy. Yeah. She done lost her marbles. She, she been trying to get at me for months. I've been out here. Everything I do, I make yeah. is successful. Everything I do, look at look all the money I make you. Look at all the food I get you. Yeah. And I was like, well, this woman, she's been trying to get it at me for months. I thought for sure he was going to state his case, but he didn't. Yeah. And, and I... It, and so even to get out of prison, man, like, he, he uh, interprets a dream. And he's forgotten. He says, hey, man, whenever your life is spared, remember me. And the dude's like... Absolutely. And then he gets out and he gets a taste of the good life. And he's like, deuces. <laughs> and it says he sets there for a few more years, forgotten. He yeah. could have he could have been a victim again, but he doesn't because he knows who he is. He understands, man, if I die in this prison cell, I die with my integrity intact. Yep. And so the danger, I think, man, of what we do from time to time in life is we compare our job to somebody else's job. We compare mm -hmm. our family to somebody else's family. Yeah. And, you know, in this book I'm reading, he says this, he says there's three types of comparison. He says there's what they would call upward comparison. There's what's called lateral comparison, which is people on the same level as you. Upward would be comparing yourself to people that are above you. And then there's what's called... Uh, downward comparison and that's those that you would view yourself as above and all three are dangerous he says because in one of them the first one he says we compare ourselves to those that are better off in hopes of attaining their level of success that may not be the level god's called you to right and then he mm -hmm. says the lateral uh me comparing myself to somebody that's uh, i would view the same as me that doesn't challenge you to ever grow above where you're at. Yeah, that's comfortability. And then the downward comparison, the danger of that is it can make arrogance. Pr pride and yeah. arrogance. Yeah, man, seep in you. And so Joseph, he never does any of the three. He only compares himself to where God says uh, he's supposed to be. And so when his brothers, a famine comes into the land, they show up. He's now in charge of everything. Whoa, whoa hold up. Pharaoh, he has he has a dream. 
remember? Yes. He he has a dream, and Pharaoh is turning to magicians, uh, crazy, I don't know, maybe crazy grandmas who shake <laughs> shake baby rattles. I don't know what Pharaoh is trying to do, but he had uh, two dreams. And, you know, the, 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 the seven, seven cows yeah. and the wheat, right? Yeah. So he has these two dreams. No one, no one can interpret this stuff. But all of a sudden, Mr. Deuces, right, in the, in the prison cell, who said, yeah, I'll remember you. Forgot. <laughs> yeah, the butcher, the baker, the candlestick maker. Yeah, he, he's, he was the, the person who drinks, like, the cup or whatever. Cupbearer, whatever his name is. Yeah. Whatever he did. But he's like, oh, yeah, uh, by the way, there's this guy <laughs> who I know, <laughs> who I forgot about, yeah. like, two years ago, who yeah. was in the prison. And, uh, yeah, he actually uh, interpreted my dreams. And uh, when he did, uh, they came true. My buddy who came to jail with me, he died on a pole, and my life was spared. And then the pharaoh is like, "I bring him to me." Joseph comes. He does. He he interprets the he interprets the dream. There's going to be seven, basically seven years of good times of food for everyone. There's yep. going to be seven years of no food for anyone. Yeah. So he make then he makes him in charge. He's like he gives him the gives him the power. The only one that's above him is the Pharaoh. Yeah, and so we even with what you're saying, think about that. Like one, I, I, I kinda chuckle whenever I think of like the job of the cupbearer. It's like his job was to taste the wine and make sure and, it's not poisoned. And if it was poisoned and he <laughs> dies he dies, yeah. right? We need a new cupbearer. Yeah. Uh what kind of job would that have been? But then I also I think, man, like so famine had hit the land. Like, just think about this. Famine had hit the land. Everything was shut down. And, and I, I always want to go back and, and just hit pause and go, how does this relate to the people that's listening to this today, right? So you, mm-hmm. COVID hits the land, and it seems like everything is destitute. The news is all gloom and doom. Oh, yeah. Right? Every The ship is sinking. Yep. The economy is going down. All the stuff you hear but God, yep. God still saw him where he was at. Yep. And God said, you are not your responsibility. You're mine. Yep. And so he gets called up to interpret the dream. He tells the dream he's promoted. Uh, and then his brothers show up because they didn't have anything to eat. Mm-hmm. And he could have said like, "Oh Lord, dude, right?" Oh Lord, he could have been like, "All right, it's on. It's <laughs> pay gonna throw you, back. We are gonna throw you into a well today." Yep, <laughs> payback time, right? Like, yeah. you, any dude, you ever thought about like sibling payback? Like, how <laughs> sweet, dude? He was in a a spot oh, where he was like, "Crave of the crib. dude." All and, balls and, in his court, and he doesn't. What's he do? Well, he uh, well, they don't. I mean. Joseph's looking so good now. He's dressed so dressed to the nines that they don't even know what he looks. His his brothers don't even know it's him. And Joseph, he knew it was his brothers when they came in. But, and I was, you know, I'm kind of talking to you about this about Joseph. He he gives them food. He gives them he gives them the food. And not only does he give them the food, but he basically gives them the silver back, um, and blesses them with uh, food for his family back home. But it was just crazy that he uh, he was trying to get them to say what happened to the to 
him. <laughs> what happened to the, your youngest brother? He was trying to get to the bottom of yeah. it. And it was like he was just trying to make his almost like his brother's like confess or like say like, yeah, we uh sold him to slavery or tell the truth or repent or say something. It's like he was trying to fish for uh integrity maybe in his brothers. Yeah. I don't I don't know what what he was really like truly looking for because obviously it wasn't in the text but that's just where i am reading into the bible where i'm wondering what is going on there so they he sends him back with all the food that their bags can carry and he goes back home to his to his dad and uh and what you see even with his brother so like there's three ways normally that what we can that we keep score in our lives right competing comparing and climbing right and this was his brother's downfall right Mm -hmm. competing they was competing with one another right yep the bible says that's foolish um comparing right again they were comparing themselves among themselves the bible says that's foolish and then climbing it's it's level of stature and success and this guy who was climbing down the ladder joseph no, in, in man's he, eyes. No, he got thrown. He got thrown down that ladder. Right, but still, <laughs> he he still though, yeah. man. He he chose to climb down because he was in a position where whenever they showed up, he could have had them killed. Yeah, and he humbled himself, and he held himself back. He climbed down. Yeah, and he could have ended it right there. He could have ended it right there. He could have said like, "I don't owe you nothing." Mm-hmm. You know, he could have revealed himself and said, "I don't owe you a thing." Uh, what is that uh, character on the lawn? He's like, shame to you, shame to your mama, shame to your daddy, right? <laughs> oh, like, God. right? Like he could have, he could, he could have got all of them, but he didn't do oh, that. Boy. And I think there's a powerful lesson we can take away from this, and it is this, you know, because we can say, well, that's good for the Bible, but it doesn't apply to my world. What is social media? Mm-hmm. It's comparing. It's competing. Yep. It's climbing. Uh, trying to climb a social status that's fake, yep. right? And, and so some people, they might say, well, I don't have social media. We all do this in ways, yep. you know? And so the the takeaway that I think that is learned from Joseph's life uh, personally with me is uh, how do you keep score in your life? You know, this is just a personal one for me. Like, and it makes me stop and go, what do I view as winning points in my life? What do I give my time to? That at the end of my life, I could lay my head down and say, and I won. Versus yeah. I just climbed a ladder. So what's something you, you would say as a final takeaway that you would say you really take away from Joseph's life? Um, I would say as a final thing for what Joseph had taught me was that in the midst of your greatest trials, being with God, your integrity in your moment of your trial will bring you out of your trial. That's good. You know, he, Joseph was always integral in his moments when he was in his greatest trials, like in the prison he was just, uh, I mean, he was helping out these people, these, you know, those uh, two bakers or whatever they put in the prison with him. He was just serving them and he was interpreting their, their dream for them. 
he didn't ask for anything uh uh in you know like he wasn't saying like uh do this for me you scratch my back i scratch your back he was just saying he's like the 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 dreams belong to god and is his to interpret yeah and he was just playing his part in that in that day and that day was eventually his integrity was what brought him out and in before pharaoh and he was remembered because of what he did, even in the midst of his trials. That's good. And I think for me, I noticed that the most I have ever grown was the decisions I made when I didn't want to make them or I didn't want to continue or I didn't want to push forward or days I wanted to give up or days that were too hard or, you know, I'm, you know, if I was losing, I'm losing a parent from going from like losing parents or or d- days where I feel like I'm forgotten and God's forgotten about me. Like I, the days I still continue to do what God asked. It, the, the days I continue to still press forward. And for me, uh, I see that all throughout Joseph's life. It's a constant daily integrity to who God called him to be. Yeah, that's really good. I think so many people, they, they look so deep into stuff. And sometimes it's like you said, the dream is God's. It's sometimes just as simple as being available and obedient. It's trusting God with what he said mm-hmm. and not trying to always figure out how it's going to happen. You know, the Bible, I'm reminded, it says that man makes his plans, but God directs his steps. There's so many steps that God has led me down and on in life on the ladder that I would have probably honestly, man, not viewed as success. But then I look back and I go, man, God, like you saw something I didn't see. Yeah. Happens all the time. Yeah. Thank you for not doing it the way I wanted it done. Thank you for leading me a different direction. And, Mm -hmm. uh, And so if you're listening to this today as we're wrapping up, I would just encourage you. Um, to evaluate the way you keep score for your life. Uh, as Pastor John said, uh, to make for sure that the biggest win you can have is be a person of integrity. Um, and the way that we develop that is we spend time in the Word, and that's the whole point of the Table podcast in 2021 is just diving into the Word and examining the heart and character of some of the biblical characters that we're reading about. We can't cover everything of course because this is just a short podcast each week but get into the word for yourself allow god to stir something in you mm-hmm. and allow him to to give you a dream a yeah. hope. so if there's somebody out there today and you're listening to this and uh maybe you've been guilty of comparing or competing or climbing and you said you know uh, i've been on the the ladder The hard part is getting off the ladder. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I'm going to just ask for somebody that's out there, John, uh, that's been just kind of battling, but God's speaking to them right now. Could you just pray us out and pray for uh, our audience today? Absolutely. Father, thank you so much. God, it said you came here, God, to save the world. You didn't come here to condemn it. God, it is your goodness that brings us to repentance. God, you're not mad. You're not angry at yeah. anyone that's listening or anyone that feels this in their heart. God, that you would love us so much to call us out on it. God, you would love us so much that we wouldn't be stuck in, in anger or comparison or or greed or, uh, or worry or anxiety or fear. But you would give us an opportunity 
to repent. You would give us an opportunity to come back and turn and turn and follow you. God, I thank you that your love, God, that it also says in your word, God, it says nothing could ever separate the love from you, God. Nothing can ever separate the love that you have for us, Lord. And I thank you that you love them, God. And I thank you that if there's any fear, anxiety, there's any worry, stress, God, it's going to be uh, awkward getting trying to uh, change the score or change the way they, they see themselves or the way they see their future. God, it's going to be challenging, Lord. But, I, but Lord, I just thank you that there will be boldness and courage to uh, step off or that ladder or begin to, to de descend from that ladder. Yeah. Begin to uh, lift others up and serve others, God. It said uh, that you came, not that you might be served, but to serve others, God. You said no love greater is this than, than he who lays himself down mm -hmm. for his friends. So, Lord, I thank you that uh, as they are dealing with this in their heart, and they're, they're, uh, they are with you right now, Lord. I thank you that you're bringing a peace and a confidence knowing that they can do all things through you because you will strengthen them. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Man, it was good uh, hanging out with you today, Pastor John. Yeah, yeah, this is awesome. I love being on the table. On the table? That's oh, kind well, of awkward. Well, not, I'm not standing on the table, but... Learning from the table, talking on the table. Hey, if you're listening to this today, uh, I would just leave you with this encouragement. Um, just stay on the journey, Joseph. Uh, yep. No matter where you find yourself in life, God knows exactly where you're at. And he's not called you this far to watch you drown. Hey, we love you so much. And we will see you right back here next time gathered around the table. Well, as we said, that's all the time we got today on this episode of The Table. If this has been a blessing to you, I would just ask that you would do two things. One, subscribe to this podcast, and two, share it with a friend. And until next time, we'll see you right back here at The Table.